Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. We need real criminal indictments, not pretend ones, not civil cases. We need criminal indictments because these people have committed committed crimes. They violated the U.S. Constitution. They have violated Article 6 of the United States Constitution, which states that treaty law is the supreme law of the land. Right? They have violated the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty. They have violated the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. They have violated the Declaration of Helsinki on how patients should be treated. They have violated Nuremberg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Last Days. My name's Laurelyn Tyler-Thompson, and I'm very, very excited to be going through this because I don't think there's a more exciting time in history than to have been born at this epic hour. Can you believe and can you imagine uh, what it would be like to miss this, to miss uh, the fall of all decency in government, the inability to trust your medical doctors at all anymore, um, to actually see the evil that is there begin to be exposed in an unprecedented way and to be a part of showing and awakening the world. I don't, I don't think there's anything or anywhere more exciting. Look at my, my I think it's exciting when my uh, camera begins to fall right when I'm online. That's really exciting. Um, but do you know that Amer uh, Americans are considering and lawyers, American lawyers are helping Canadians to actually uh, get asylum in the United States of America are, are, happy, are helping Canadians. And I think we have a website on that. So on this, and you can find this link so that you'll be able to go to uh, see which of the lawyers you could actually contact to find out who's helping who to get to the United States of America. So what this uh, article is actually saying is that basically um, those who were... Uh, treated badly after the truckers convoy, people who have had their accounts frozen, people who have lost their jobs and feel that they are actually in danger can ask for asylum. I think that that is extremely exciting. And uh, so we are going to put that into our um, the resources that we have. You don't want to miss that. This is also very interesting, and this is number uh, 24 there, Aaron. Uh, the CDC illegally accepts $15 million from Facebook. Oh, did you wonder why um, they seem to be in cahoots and collaborations and all kinds of things like this? So, so Facebook gives a, a gift to the CDC. I mean, what does that, what does that mean? What is that all about? What is that for? It's just fascinating how everybody seems to be all in it together. And of course, um, I'm absolutely appalled that up here in Canada, uh, 14, 14, is it 14 doctors or was it 13 JT? or 16, 16 doctors, okay, keeps climbing, are dead, all right? 16 doctors in an unprecedented season are dead within a, a three-week period. You don't think that's weird? I think that's weird. I also think it's absolutely disgusting that uh, there are doctors still promoting this jab that there are nurses that are silent about this. I have a tweet right now. It is over 200, 230,000 views, and it's not even 24 hours. Go to my Twitter page. My tweet on this because an RN admits that the reason that they don't give informed consent, the reason that they're not gonna end up telling you that you're, uh, excuse me here, that, that maybe your little Johnny can end up getting myocarditis is because, well, they don't want to cause vaccine hesitancy. Have you all lost your minds? Do you not care? Do you have no empathy at all? Are you even human? You have to begin wondering what is going on here. Well, somebody who really understands what is going on is my guest today. 
And uh, this is his book, Is COVID-19 a Bioweapon? And Dr. Richard M. Fleming joins us today. I had the privilege of seeing him at a conference uh, where he was speaking down in the States, and it was uh, absolutely fascinating. We then took his presentation. We aired it on our eight platforms uh, or more and uh, had absolutely outstanding outstanding viewership on that. And so Dr. Fleming, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Uh, in your book, Is COVID-19 a Bioweapon? Um, is, uh, I mean, you must get in some trouble for that, I'm thinking. In some trouble uh, because you see what they're, they're saying uh, and, and doing to people who dare, you know, to call it a bioweapon. Tell me about that. Well, I don't think any of the people that we talk about in the book are really happy about the fact that they're in the book, but they're the ones who put themselves in the book. I, I didn't do this. I mean, they're the ones that funded it. They're the ones who did the research uh, development of these uh, biological weapons. They are the ones who got patents that, uh, you know, there's only a couple patents that are really important. They're the ones that talk about the gain of function uh changes occurring in the spike protein of coronaviruses, and they are the ones talking about the purine cleavage site that the U.S. federal government owns. So they've done this to themselves. They put it there. The reason for actually publishing the book was not to go out and, and sell a book. It was, it was really just threefold. Um, one was to make this information available to the general public in a chronological order so that people could see what really happened. Two was to make it available for a jury both the grand jury as we're in the process of indicting these people and the real juries that will sit on them to have it so they can look at it, have the details that they need. And number three, quite frankly, um, to try to keep me alive because, um, you know, if you don't get the information out there, um, that puts you in, in a different scenario than once the information is out and, and it can't be put back away. So, um, really three motives for, for doing this type of thing. And the motives, these are the same motives that have driven me since day one for the last two and a half years. I mean, I did not want to be doing research on, on viruses or infectious diseases. I, I really did everything imaginable as a Fleming to not go along the lines of other Flemings, uh, you know, like Alexander Fleming with, with penicillin. I did not want that to be where I was working at. Um, I knew back in 1994, and there was a risk of that when I came out with the theory that explains how you get these inflammatory diseases, heart disease, diabetes, these pneumonias, all these inflammatory diseases. When I first came out and said viruses and bacteria play a role and they will produce inflammation and blood clotting. I mean, that is why these viruses cause a disease known as COVID-19, which is an inflammation and blood clotting disease. That's, that's all it is, precipitated. <clears throat> by these viruses and you may notice that right now i'm using the term virus this because we have been talking about all of this like it's one virus like it's sars severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus number two which not the second one but that was just the number it turns out that if you look at the pcr data which pcr done properly is a good test for what it's designed for. If you look at the PCR of three different viruses that Ralph Barrick and Shi Zeng Li developed with US taxpayers' dollars, the RS3367, the RSSHC014, and the MA15, <clears throat> three different coronaviruses, gain-of-function biological weapons that were paid for by US tax dollars, that were funded by the Department of Defense, and Anthony Fauci and a number of federal agencies that went through Peter Daszak at Equal Health to uh, Ralph Burick at the University of North Carolina to Shi Zeng Li at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and a number of other universities. If you look at it, these three viruses all match the PCR data of what we've called SARS-CoV-2. And the fact that there are at least three of them that we know are biological weapons that probably accidentally leaked out of this lab. And I say probably accidentally because if you look at the chaos that happened when this occurred, if you look at Fauci's testimonies, if you look at the emails, if you look at the, 
the panic to change the scenario from a scientific discussion of these are lab-made viruses to, oh no, this has to be naturally occurring. If you look at that panic, what I'm struck with, at least as a research scientist, is that they were developing multiple biological agents that got out of control, that leaked out, and between three of these, having pressure selection put on them, these vaccines, which did nothing more than go after one variant, the Wuhan HU1, and promoted the alpha, the beta, the gamma, the mu, the lambda, the three deltas, and the six omicrons, a total of 28 variants. If you look at that from a scientific perspective, you realize that this is the result man-made biological weapons that accidentally got out, that they that they con- wanted to control the narrative, were desperate to control the narrative, started pushing vaccines that put pressure selection. So they selected out the variants that wanted to survive to get away from the vaccines and have amassed 28 different variants that have no evidence of slowing down from, from the method that's being done. And if you were a medical student on my rotation, and you did the same ridiculous thing over and over and over again that produced a bad outcome, you would either change what you were doing or you would no longer be on my rotation. You would have failed it. Wow, that that is, is just stunning. So do you think that, that we have many more generations of these viruses and their mutations to come? Well, we not only have more generations of these of this virus and variants coming out just by the pressure selection we've done. If you pay attention, which is what I'm trying to get people to do, we've, we've gotten so many people load into this false sense of, oh, things are back to normal. We're not masked. We're not doing any of these other things. Life is getting back to normal. Pay attention to what's happening around the world. Watch when, when let's take the nuclear threat initiative, the, the war game scenario that was played out last year and published at the end of last year that said, how do we get nations and people to acquiesce and do what we want with a no regrets scenario? That's what they call it, a no regrets. In other words, you'll go along with this, whatever country you're in. And the scenario that they ran in this little war module is a gain of function, remembering that a year ago, these things didn't exist according to the government, but a gain of function monkeypox virus is released upon the world by a rogue nation, which is code for either somebody we can't control or it happens to us and we just call it a rogue nation because who's gonna prove it, right? Now, You couple that with everything going on with Omicron, and you see around the world, this has been going on for the last several months, the remasking and the requarantining of, of the planet. Um, you've seen the WHO step forward and not get really what it wanted for the control of, of the countries. So they have switched it now to, uh, instead of 24 months to 12 months time, and send it off to small committees where they can figure out what it will take, what type of pressure needs to be put on, on the world at large, and including countries like the United States, to get the general population to say, if you tell us there's a problem, there's a problem. Now, we know that the CDC has declared now um, Dallas should be a, a red zone. We should be masked up, according to the CDC. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, the state of California is passing legislation as we speak, giving the schools and, and medical system the authority over parents to vaccinate their children. We are seeing masking go into places in California for three COVID cases, three COVID cases. In other words, people who got so sick from the virus that they were hospitalized at the county hospitals for COVID, three COVID cases. We are seeing the reinitiation of pressures. This is a learning curve. And I've been on the other side of this learning curve. So I know what this looks like. You test it, you try it, you see what the response is and you, and you move forward. And they have done a very good job of watching and learning. They're controlling 
financial markets. They are controlling food sources. They are controlling nitrogen. They are controlling crops. They are controlling uh, uh, the initiation of pandemics to re-put pressure on people. And I've told everybody beginning several weeks ago that we have 90 days to look at this seriously and do something about this to begin the process of indicting the people responsible for these gain of functions, or we may not have a, an opportunity to do this in the future. And that's why we launched two days ago, yesterday, the 10letters.org campaign, which is taking everything that we've been listening to from people around the country who've said, how do I do this? How do I get involved? How, you know, this, we need real criminal indictments, not pretend ones, not civil cases. We need criminal indictments because these people have committed, committed crimes. They violated the U.S. Constitution. They have violated Article 6 of the United States Constitution, which states that treaty law is the supreme law of the land, right? They have violated the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty. They have violated the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. They have violated the Declaration of Helsinki on how patients should be treated. They have violated Nuremberg, which Nuremberg is accountable. As a country, we are held accountable. The Southern District of Texas, in the Jennifer Bridges case versus Houston Methodist Hospital, um, ruled that Methodists could not be held liable for what was going on in that case because it was not a government. Ergo, governments are, according to the federal judges, now can be held accountable for Nuremberg too. And, and we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, we held the Nazis accountable. And if we're going to behave with similar um, recklessness on, on, on our population, then we need to be held, the people doing it need to be held criminally accountable. And from day one, day one, we knew from these emergency use authorization documents that there was no benefit to any of these vaccines. The Pfizer vaccine doesn't statistically benefit anybody. The Moderna vaccine doesn't statistically benefit anybody. And that's Statistically, benefit means, yeah, there may be differences in the numbers, but is it significant? Should you really do it? The Janssen, which a lot of people refer to as Johnson & Johnson, that works for two weeks. And after that, its benefit is gone. So we have been using, in the United States of America, three vaccines that the very documents used, the emergency use authorization documents, the very documents used to secure the, the inoculation of U.S. citizens with these drugs show they don't benefit the purpose that they're being given for, which is the prevention or reduction of COVID cases. No vaccine in the history of mankind has ever prevented an infection. It is designed to make your body aware and have a memory of what to do when you become infected when you become infected. It has never been the premise of allopathic medicine, you know, MDs like myself, that these vaccines prevent infection. They do not prevent spread. And everybody who gets infected is asymptomatic for the first three to five days that they are infected and contagious. So all of these principles, and, and we have to recognize that because Fauci's right on that one. There is asymptomatic and, and the data that shows that the Wuhan paper shows it spread asymptomatically where the infection is, which I don't think you needed an advanced degree to tell you that it probably isn't being spread where it doesn't exist, right? But the data is very clear. There's no benefit for these vaccines. The data has been clear for more than a year that this virus, like HIV, gets into our DNA. So, as I've said before, when DNA gets turned into RNA, that's called transcription. When RNA gets turned into DNA, that's called reverse transcription. We've known since HIV. We have known that, that viruses reverse transcribe and get into our DNA. We have just never intentionally given that genetic code sequence to humans so that it would reverse transcribe into our DNA. And that's exactly what these vaccines do. But please 
Do not get confused. The issue here isn't about medical freedom, and it's not about masking. It is about a gain-of-function biological weapon that was made, multiple weapons, because there's at least three of them, made, paid for by U.S. taxpayers, and were put into existence that did not exist on this planet before, the only purpose of which are for biological weapons use. This is the is the the key to all of this because everything else that has happened is the consequence of these getting released. The masking, the the mandates, the distancing, the shutting down businesses, the shutting down churches, the fear that has happened to people, the control of people's lives, the having to uh, dole out federal dollars to compensate because people couldn't make a living because they're, 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 they were deprived of being able to make a living by shutting down their businesses and, and, and doing and carrying out their lives, by shutting down our schools, by interfering with the practice of medicine, by vaccinating the vast majority of the population, that all of this is the direct result of a single event, gain-of-function biological weapons that are in violation of treaties that violate the sixth um, article of the United States Constitution. It goes in our face as a, as a free public that we are going to allow these people to continue to do this. Had nobody stepped in and done anything in the past about all the people that have done crimes to their, their people and the rest of the world, we would not have seen any of the freedoms that existed in this country because we would be living under some other regime from Genghis Khan to, to Napoleon to Adolf Hitler to you name it. But we have an obligation. And more importantly, we have the unique opportunity as American citizens to do something about it. This isn't, this isn't, this is not a burden. This is a gift that was given to us by the people who set this country up, by founded this country, by my ancestors. And I was in Salt Lake City in Charleston, Utah, a couple weeks ago giving a presentation. And I had a privilege, the privilege of meeting a man whose ancestor was with my ancestor on December 24th when they decided to cross the Delaware with Washington and go after the people that were attacking their families and their country. That, that was a unique privilege for me to, to, to meet this gentleman. His first name's Michael. I won't give out last names. But to meet him and realize that our ancestors were there helping to establish this country. We have been given an opportunity. What 10letters.org is, is the privilege of American citizens to go to that website, to type in their name and their address, and it will do the work for you. It will, it will pull up your attorney general for your state. It will put his or her address on the cover letter. You can then download the cover letter. If you choose not to share your, your, your uh, address, you can click a link that will block that so that that information is out there, but I argue, put it out there because it, it drives home a message. And then to download and print that cover letter, you can then download and print a letter for indictments that includes links to three critical pieces of information. One is an affidavit that I filed that if I were filing as an attorney, but I I can't because it has to be a prosecuting attorney for crimes. Regular attorneys can't file criminal charges. It has to be an attorney general or district attorney or prosecuting attorney to do this. So it would have been a complaint, but it lays out the details. It lays out the book, and it lays out a deposition that I swore under oath, under penalty of perjury, to an attorney that has argued before and won before the Supreme Court of the United States. All three of those links are there. And not just my signature, but the signatures of Dr. Kevin McCarran, Dr. Andrew Huff, Dr. Jo 
Hanna Diner and Mr. Charles Rixey, all individuals who have corroborating evidence of the crimes against humanity that these individuals have committed. And we have the opportunity to download that. If you want to download my CV, which is 116 pages, and send that in, go for it. You know, but the, <laughs> the reality is, you know, you only need the six or seven pages for the for the letters for indictment and and the cover letter, and you can take it to the post office and mail it. And today, I took mine to the post office and mailed it, and I did a video recording of it, and and challenged people to record the video recording of you taking it to the post office and, and, and upholding your status as an American citizen. You know, somebody once told me not too long ago that the government had interfered and we shouldn't call ourselves U.S. citizens because it meant that we were property. Well, here is my statement on that. I am not the government's property. I am a citizen of the United States. I'm very proudly a Norwegian citizen of, by, by, by ancestry as a Viking. And my ancestors brought that to this country. I carry that with me. But today, my Viking roots make me a citizen of the United States of America and proudly of the state of Texas. And I will take that forward towards these individuals and hold them criminally accountable like everybody else should. Some of the people on the tour have said, the National Nisha on the tour said they, they saw a video where people in New Zealand were crying out, where are you Americans? And to that I say, we are here. We are coming back. We are rallying. We are going to deposit these letters of indictments. We are going to indict these individuals. We are going to hold them criminally accountable. And then Australia and New Zealand and Canada and the rest of the world, we will come to where you are and we will bring this message with us because this message is not just for the crimes against America. This is for the crimes against humanity. I'm just, I'm wondering, so, so that could possibly work in Canada as well, that we would be able to um, uh, take these documents to court, that we would be able to, to use this proof. Uh, I notice in your book, I mean, there's just so much evidence. You have graph after graph. Uh, you highlight all, all of the money, like when you show where where this has all come from, you begin to paint the picture that we've we've all been duped. And and our problem is we have to convince a judge that is not a doctor nor an accountant. Um, he's just someone who's trying to represent justice. But I have seen with the few court cases that sorry uh, that have happened. Um, that uh, the, the judges are woefully uninformed and they don't actually know, uh, you know, they, they don't know what the evidence is. They've got a doctor, you know, sitting right there or evidence from some other doctor who's a complete idiot. And that's the other problem is that we have very few of your caliber uh, that are still speaking out because they're afraid to lose their jobs. Well, you know, our job is to convince a jury, not a judge. I've already been through this scenario where judges in, in my life have hidden evidence from the jury and have very, essentially said the jury doesn't need to know the whole truth. The wool can be pulled over their eyes. And that's another reason for getting this evidence out there. We are not going to have a day in court where this is pulled over the jury's eyes. I want the world to see the evidence up front so it cannot be hidden because these people need to be and will be held criminally accountable. I don't, I, I'm not in this for slapping them on the hands. These, these are criminals. They have violated these treaties and in state statutes, they have committed murder, attempted murder, manslaughter, reckless manslaughter. There has been false imprisonment of the people in their homes against their will for doing no crime. There has been assault, the, the intentional apprehensive fear, right? That's assault. Battery, there has been harm to people. There has been coercion. People have been coerced. You, I mean, schools, churches, places of business, whether they can drive down the street. And there has been perjury by these people. And for individuals who've taken an oath of office, they have committed treason. These are all crimes. 
I want it very clear to the people that the evidence we have is irrefutable. The, the, the patents, the two patents that matter are the U.S. owning the furin cleavage site, the PRRA insert cleavage site that allowed, allows these gain-of-function viruses to be so infective, and the patent that shows that NIAID and other federal agencies paid for the specific alteration, gain-of-function, chimer, whatever you want to call it, of the spike protein of coronaviruses. When Anthony Fauci sits in Congress before Senator Dr. Rand Paul and denies that NIAID has had any funding on gain-of-function of spike protein of coronaviruses, there's a bloody patent in the book that shows the opposite to be true. You cannot get a patent unless you prove something. Everybody's bloody fingerprints are on the papers, the documents in my book. We're going to do this. We are going to get the American people to stand up. All they need to do is go to 10letters.org, spend a few minutes filling it out, print it up, put it in an envelope. It even comes with the label for your attorney general. Now, I encourage you as, 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 as to handwrite that. So I handwrote mine and pasted the printed out version just in case somebody wanted to say they couldn't read a doctor's handwriting, okay? And then I proudly took that as a U.S. citizen to the United States Post Office here in Dallas, Texas, and deposited it so it will show up at Ken Paxton's address in Austin, where he, as the Attorney General for the state of Texas, should pay attention to this. All 50 states, it doesn't matter. This is a win-win for the Attorney General. They get to turn it over to a real grand jury, a group of people who look at the evidence and say, there's more than enough evidence here to hold a criminal trial on this. And the real fun will begin when those indictments are issued, because all of the people that have been hiding, you can't put everybody's name on, on these indictments. You just put the, the, the big players. But once this starts being pulled out, we are going to see just how ugly and, and disgusting this has been for two decades. You know, we know other countries have been involved. Look, France helped Wuhan put their lab together. And then as soon as they did, Wuhan said, thank you, get out. Okay, so we know France is on this. We know other countries are involved. But you know what? This is our mess. This is a mess that the United States is principally responsible for. And as an American citizen, I feel compelled to clean up the mess because I will not leave a poor, a, a, a worse world for my children and my grandchildren. I was not given this country to abandon this country and, 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 and to give my children and grandchildren a lesser country. Too many people have fought and died and paid prices. And so, you know what? They've come after me before. I have no problem standing here. The treatments that I do for people, that I propose for people, I took a Hippocratic oath. That oath is thousands of years old. It predates this country. It predates agencies in this country that don't even have a constitutional authority to be there. Wow, um, we're seeing this sudden adult death syndrome. Is, is this any surprise to you? Uh, because people don't want to say so-and-so died of the vaccine. It's now being sort of called an unknown cause. Um, is this yeah. what you predicted might and could happen? Absolutely. We know that when people pass the virus back and forth, they were passing hundreds of thousands, maybe 10,000 viruses. And so up front, what we saw, the people that were dying were the unvaccinated who had no, 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 no protection at all. So they were getting inundated and they already had these other inflammatory thrombotic diseases, right? Heart disease, strokes, diabetes, cancer, you name it. All those, all those inflammatory thrombotic diseases. But these vaccines, I don't carry 1,000 or 10,000. The, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines carry 13.1 billion genetic sequences to make spike protein. 
the Janssen, Johnson and Johnson, if you will, and the AstraZeneca carry 50 billion. So what you have is a situation that the healthier the person, the more intact the immune system, the more likely they are going to respond to that and say, wow, we just got infected by one massive infection and we have to mount a major inflammation and blood clotting response to it to protect, except it's having the exact opposite effect. It's causing death. It's causing harm. And that's just the inflammatory response. We know, and you've got to give Kevin McCarran in Japan credit for pouncing on this right up front when he said prion diseases, this looks exactly like what happened in the recent macaque models that he worked with. And he took black from people all over the world. But the animal models showed, the, the humanized mice models showed, and the rhesus macaque models showed that these animals develop these prion diseases, the mad cow disease, the Alzheimer's diseases, the dementia. And the CDC has done a blessing for all of us for once because it has kept and accumulated excess deaths since 2020. And you can see where the virus and the addition of the vaccines have caused excess deaths in the United States with inflammatory diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, heart attack, cancer, and the prion diseases, Alzheimer's, ahead of schedule. The bad news is we are ahead of schedule. The good news is that we have a president of the United States and the head of NIAID who have demonstrated that having been vaccinated, having been boosted, and having used the drug Paxlovid, which was a dumb idea, which would take an hour in itself to discuss because it is the same thing that we did with HIV back when I was a medical student. It, 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 it makes it a more aggressive scenario. They have done a great job of being the public face of this is what happens to you when you take the vaccines and you get exposed and you take Paxlovid. This is what happens to you. I, on the other hand, haven't been vaccinated, haven't taken Paxlovid, have been infected twice, and at 66, I'm having an interview with you for people to see. Absolutely beautiful. And you, you mentioned monkeypox. Um, uh, can I ask you, is monkeypox a new bioweapon uh, or is this, and is it coming out? Because they've talked about monkeypox for many years and smallpox, the tie-in and all of that. But is it actually coming out because the, the vaccines have lowered immunity? What, what's your thought on it? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know why we have this. I mean, has the immunity been lowered from the vaccines? Absolutely. There's been multiple studies that have shown it, uh, you, you do the Pfizer or the Moderna, it suppresses T cell counts, important. It suppresses T helper two cell counts, important. It suppresses the innate uh, interleukins and tissue necrosis alpha factor chemicals that are critical, that's important. It interferes with the ability of somebody to then mount a response to the influenza vaccine when you give it to it, important. All bad, all bad things. Um, are we more susceptible? It, it doesn't look like we're more susceptible. It looks like it's the same population of people that we would have expected it before. But what we're seeing right, is, right, exactly. here we go. We, we have a new problem to be addressed with. And if we could just get everybody to respond with a no regret scenario, well, we could lock you all down again. We could, we could make you dependent upon government payments. We can control the food short. I mean, it is just another tool. It's not, it, you know, it, I really have to say this, and, and please don't take this wrong, anybody. If you can't look at somebody with monkeypox and realize they have an infectious disease and maybe not connect physically with the, the pox viruses, the blisters, you really have got to go back to second grade school, Okay. Because it, it, it's blatantly obvious. You can see it, right? Yeah. And is it all over the place? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. 
and 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 it's a testament to you know if we are so much better now than we were decades ago why didn't we have all of this decades ago well the answer is decades ago we weren't necessarily building <laughs> gain of function biological weapons to 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 attack to be ready for an attack i mean again you can make great arguments for maybe there was a good idea at some point in time, but this, this ran amok. And when it got, when it came out, it, they knew it ran amok. And instead of coming clean and saying, we have a problem, you know, they, they did the exact opposite. They covered it up. And it's very hard to take seriously and believe anybody who will lie to you and cover up their mistakes and then they they tell you but but we're telling you the truth history is not showing us that what history shows us is that you do a really good job at coming after anybody who questions your narrative and and i'm really somebody who requires that you have proof when you when you're when you're questioning a narrative i mean i'm i'm i think i'm pretty well known not that i wanted to be but i think i'm pretty well known for coming out against people on both sides of this narrative for saying you've got no evidence of what you're talking about. And and you need to have evidence because until you have evidence, you're doing the same fear-mongering that you're accusing the government of doing, right? It, it just to simplify the conversation so that everybody knows where I'm going with it. I mean, there is there there there's no evidence that Omicron existed 10 to 15 years ago. There's no evidence that this is snake venom. You know, in fact, that's nonsense. The data is not there. And I was a part of private conversations that were held where the admissions were made that there wasn't any evidence, there wasn't any proof, but they wanted something to be done. Well, wanting something to done, be done and doing something the right way so it's successful are two different things. Wanting something to be done and doing it right is what this 10letters.org is about. We've laid out the detail. <clears throat> there's no questions. There's no ambiguities. There's, there's no potential escape from the data that is sitting there in, in the letter for indictments, in the book, in the deposition, in the affidavit, in, in the materials that have been presented by Dr. McCarran in the materials presented by Mr. Rixey, who, who a year and a half told me he thought I was nuts. He, he thought it was just conspiracy, and I didn't know what I was talking about, but now, you know, comes gladly to the Crimes Against Humanity tourist stating he has the federal government documents. And this is a man who worked for the United States Marines and was a weapons of mass destruction expert. There is no doubt about the data that Dr. Johanna Deiner from Germany has when she presents the evidence of gain of function of this virus in Germany. There is no doubt of Dr. Andrew Huff, the man who was second in command at EcoHealth, who wrote the grants for EcoHealth to get the monies from, from Fauci and the government agencies. Everybody involved in this are solid on their facts, their information, their documents. This is, we don't need to speculate. We don't need to get off into the bushes. We don't need to, to weaken our argument. This is a matter of taking this to the grand jury and then a, juries all over the country and holding these people criminally accountable for what they have done and what they're now trying to do yet again because nobody is putting them in jail. And jail is the least of the punishments that I'm looking for. I've had people attack me saying, Dr. Fleming wants, Dr. Fleming wants blood. You know what? Dr. Fleming does want blood. I do. <clears throat> people have been murdered. People are dead. People have been harmed. Our people, our fellow citizens, our children, in some cases, grandchildren, have been vaccinated and harmed. And I know many of these families who have lost loved ones. There is a blood price to pay. So with that, 
since I'm being told it's not the Christian thing to do, think of me as you will. I will be happy to stand before my Creator and take and accept whatever consequence is given to me for doing this. But there is a blood price due that needs to be done. And that's why I originally called this Operation Bluedern. There is blood owed for blood loss. I'm 100% with you, and I, I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying, and I, I think that God is watching, and they should be very afraid. Um, where can people get your amazing book? <laughs> uh, well, not at my home. <laughs> um, so I, <laughs> don't show up. <laughs> yeah, don't show up at my home, please. Um, Skyhorse Publishing, you can order it from them. I think you can order it from Barnes & Noble and all the book publishers online. Um, uh, and again, it, it's written for three three purposes. Uh, but getting the information out there, this is something Americans are not, FYI, Fauci and the rest of you, Americans are not as dumb as you want them to be. We may be good people. We may be willing to, to do almost anything to protect our fellow citizens. We're good people, most, vast majority in this country, you know. And I've told people, if you look at people who've been vaccinated, look at people who are masking, look at them for the good people that they really are, because they were sitting there with the perspective of, I don't want to harm somebody else. I want to be a good citizen. That works unless you've got bad people running the game. And unfortunately, and this is on me as well, I, I, I take blame for this. I'm a research scientist physician. I'm a physicist, nuclear cardiologist, attorney. I should have been up on this. I mean, they were paralleling me. I, I, I took uh, abuse back in 2009 with my court case that's described on slummingmethod.com. I took, you know, I, I, I bear the scars of that, but they should have killed me instead of just wounded me. Um, I'm, I, I own the responsibility for allowing them to get by me and not being faster to pick up on this. But that being said, I'm now on target. My fellow scientists that I mentioned that will be there in court presenting evidence are now on target. The American public is now getting on target. And I dare say that for these people, that while the American public is a kind and loving people, we do stand up. And when we stand up and we find out that we have been lied to and manipulated, we are not the country that you want to do that to, because we will come for you. And we will come to the other countries to rescue them. But now is the time that this has begun and 10letters.org is the first step for the general population to take to address these wrongs and to put it to bed once and for all. I love it. I love it. 10letters.org. Everybody needs to go there and do your part. Uh, you've made it so easy for us, Dr. Fleming. I just thank God for you. I thank God for your courage, for your knowledge at this epic hour that you're able to speak into what is going on. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for joining us and please keep going. We celebrate you behind the scenes on this show. We play your clips. We play your, you know, your entire presentations actually. And we're just so appreciative of your knowledge and what you're contributing to humanity. I, I am so grateful. Uh, that's very kind of you. It's not just me. There are a ton of people behind me. Um, there was a point in time that it really kind of felt like I was out there just a few, but there have been people all over this country, beginning in Dallas, Texas, and then Salt Lake, uh, Utah area, Charleston, Utah area, just massive support that just came out. But every place that we've been, Fort Myers, Schaumburg, Irvine, Phoenix, um, we've we played in Tampa, we've done Dallas, we've done Houston, wherever we have gone, the American public has shown up and it's, it's coalescing. There are a number of people that, that are, are 
providing the support to make this happen. It, it is not just me by any any stretch of the imagination. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from all of us and all of the viewers that are sending a lot of love right now uh, in the feeds. We appreciate you very, very much. And God bless. We'll talk to you, I hope, sooner uh, than it's taken me to be able to talk to you again. I sure appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Fleming. My pleasure. Thank you. That is a great man right there. An absolutely wonderful man. A um, couple things. I wanted to show you um, an anti-vax Olympic champion dies at the age of 51 after finally agreeing to take the jab. Um, that is uh, extremely sad. So this keeps happening. More and more of these stories every single day. And I can't tell you how sad it's making me. It, every day it's like, what's going to happen? I can't believe how many doctors um, are dying, how many people that are writing me that are saying and telling me of their loved ones that are passing away. And all the while, silence, silence. And especially from you politicians who think that you're going to represent us. And we have a huge, epic problem happening right now. And you're silent. It's, it's hard to understand. Uh, take a look at this video. Army veteran lists alarming numbers from the DMED database after the vaccine rollout. Take a look. Number well, two. if I could just highlight some of the alarming data from the DMED um, from 2021 after the rollout of the vaccine. Reports of myocarditis increased 2,800%. Cancers by various types uh, increased 300 to 900%. Infertility, both genders, uh, increased 500%. Miscarriages increased 300%. Neurological disorders increased 1,000%. Demyelinating disorders increased 500%. MS increased 600%. Guillain-Barre syndrome, 500% increase. HIV, 500% increase. And pulmonary embolisms, 400% increase. And that is just a short list of the most alarming findings in the DMED database. Yep. And we go over statistics like that every day. And every day we have the deniers that anything um, super weird is going on. So, got to pull my hair outside of my jacket here. <laughs> uh, I, I think that uh, we have some crazy times. And then we've got the systems, the government systems weaponizing their judicial system against all of us. And that in, that's in Canada as well. Uh, you're all watching, I'm sure, what's going on with the attack against Donald Trump. And this is unprecedented that somebody would, the FBI would actually go into the home of a former president. I wonder what they're so afraid of, eh? He's just one guy. He's just uh, the guy who likes to fire people that should have fired a few more. Well, let me tell you something. Should Donald Trump get an opportunity by God's good grace to ever be in the position of being the president of the United States once again, making him the 45th and the 47th, I guess, or would he retain just his 45th title? I dare say there's going to be a lot more chopping, firing, digging out the swamp. I bet you he's not going to be so slow to take it on next time around. That's what I think. Thank you very much for supporting this show. I am a dual citizen, so I keep my eye on what's going on in the United States of America, as well as what's going on in Canada. Um, Canada is my home. It's been my home for many, many years. It's the sadness of my heart at this time. I see the judgment of God on this nation. I believe that there's not much that God can do when a nation has decided to embrace gender ideology, as unscientific as it is. We dare not say a word about it. Uh, we allow the, you know... Let me use a kinder word. I don't want to say killing. Termination of 100,000 lives a year in Canada from the womb and not one law to protect them. 
not even right up till they're coming down the birth canal. Not one law protects the unborn in our nation. Liars, cheats, selling out our countries, treachery, treason. That's what's going on at the highest offices in our country of Canada. That's what's happening. And our medical officers like Dr. Teresa Tam culpable in the crimes against humanity for her silence, her lies. And now, as we know, not too long ago, she got a huge raise. Well done. Your job in this life has been what it looks like to be fairly successful. I bet you drive a nice car and you've got that hefty salary, but your job in the afterlife, ma'am, it's going to be a disaster unless you turn around and repent as soon as you can. My website is lauralyn.tv. Thank you very much for joining us. I want to let you know that we can trust God. Thank you for uh, your uh, donations that really help. Uh, you're the only way that we do this. It's 100% viewer supported. Um, if you don't show up and help me do this, I have to go and try to get a job at Walmart. And I have found out they will not hire me because they've seen my Facebook posts and I am now pretty much banned. So trying to get a normal job for me is a complete waste of time. What I do need to do is do what God's called me to do. And you help me do that. So I'm here every day because when you tune in here, you're going to see Dr. Fleming. Guess what? CTV is not airing Dr. Fleming tonight. They've probably got Dr. Bonnie Henry on there. And she's going to tell you one thing. The vaccines are safe and effective. God help you all. God help you all. So I want to leave you with a scripture that I was reading from Second uh, Corinthians 5. And uh, right at verse 11, it says, The ministry of reconciliation. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God. And I hope it is also plain to your conscience. You know what's important? Uh, that you don't violate your conscience because when you do, uh, you sin against your own self. All right, so I'm gonna move to this in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and he gave us to himself during and as the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. One thing that we're very fortunate about right now is that God is not counting our sins against us, that God is not holding it all, that God is a forgiving God. So even if you find yourself at this time knowing that you need to repent for the way that you have lived, God is in this very moment very willing to say, it's done, it's over. You're completely forgiven. As far away as the East is from the West, He has reconciled you to Him and it's over and nothing will be held against you. But there is a reckoning that reckoning is coming and I think it's getting closer and closer. Sometimes we choose to live a little bit too near the line of sin and depravity because we think we have a lot of time. I heard about an accident that just happened on the highway. When I hear about things like that, sometimes I, I think they didn't even have a moment to say, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me of my sins. They didn't even have a moment to make it right. My husband and I, we were watching the other night, there was a, an intersection 
and a car came blazing through. It took out four cars and, and everything lit on fire. It exploded like right beside a, a gas, you know, a gas company. Those, those people never had a moment to think about how to make it right before God. Well, I thank you for joining me. And I pray, <coughs> I'm also drinking orange juice. And I pray that you make it right before him today. I'll let you go, deal with my cough. I'll be back tomorrow. In fact, I'm gonna be back later tonight with Mark Friesen and his good friend whose son would not get medical help unless he took the PCR test and the dad said no. We'll have them on later this evening. God bless everyone. See you next time. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.